you know, I wear, you know, I keep I keep crystals on me now. Spells I, too. They, you know, I'm trying to change my, my name. Chakra Zulu. You know what I'm saying? Connection. <laughs> Chakra Zulu. Chakra Zulu. For real. It's all about aligning them energies, man. I'm That's exactly what it's about. That's literally exactly what it's about. Welcome to another episode of Classic Talks, where we subscribe to a next play mentality, engaging in crucial conversations, challenging each other to take our very next step, sharing common knowledge to improve common wealth, becoming a clearer version of ourselves so that we can embrace growth. We must accept the process so we can appreciate the outcome. One conversation at a time. I am Dr. Classic. Let's talk about it. I got my rose quartz for open heart. This rose quartz has been everything. And uh, I have obsidian, some raw obsidian my boyfriend gave me. Uh, yeah, that's me. I keep, I wear an obsidian every day. For that protection. Yep. I got citrine. That's for, so for like the sacral and for the Manipura. Yep, yep. And I can't find my other bead. I think it's in my pocket, but I have shaman stones. Shaman stones, there's a masculine and a feminine. And I've been a little bit off balance lately. And so I've been uh, meditating with them. Brings balance. Um, we hold our trauma in our verb. Vegas, excuse me. Vegas nerve and all that. I feel like we should be talking about this on the show. <laughs> I mean, I'm getting all this. I'm getting all of this. You so getting what, all of it? What yeah. I'm say is that we we should be, and let me cue it in real quick. Yeah. <laughs> right in the conversation. So, let's do it. <laughs> clap it up. You got, if you got the applause, Terrence. You gotta let's real quick. <laughs> I'm bored too soon. Everybody was ready to do something different, and it all right. right. This is the I am art session, and I am your host, uh, Classic, and I'm here with royalty. You guys know him from the self care Sunday session. Um, and we have Mr. Alexander Scott with us today, uh, who's going to really talk about his brand. He's a freelance artist. And uh, as you guys can see, are, are heavily into, into stones and crystals. So let's keep the conversation going. Not on my behalf. Tell me how it even, how this conversation even came to pass. Oh, like, <laughs> like this is the yeah. stones and stuff is like oh, just the, the tip of the iceberg. Like it's the tip. It's this, like what, what's going on in this world right now. It's important that us as black people and people of color are honing in into our spirituality i'm talking about our black spirituality okay i'm talking about let's talk to our ancestors let's talk about what our traumas are let's talk about generational curses are and like let's get into like these crystals you know what i'm saying let's get into balance like that's where that's where the conversation started but go ahead i'm sorry i, keep well, royal. I, I speak a lot about balance Mm -hmm. And now people kind of see where it comes from when you kind of when you have some uh, understanding about these stones, you have understanding about these energies, um, you have a spiritual connection. That's where we come. And I spoke on uh, the melanin. And, mm -hmm. and that's one thing with melanin. Melanin gives you that ability to have that spiritual connection, whereas some people lack that melanin, whereas they're the ones that bring science and stuff into the world for you to think there is no higher source of energy for you to connect to, for you to be able to balance and control the things that really are happening in and out of your life. Uh-huh. You know what? It's funny you mentioned science. Let's, let's go. Y'all yeah. <laughs> hit, hit the ground running. Go ahead, Alex. I'm sorry. I'm, oh. This is my, what's your favorite crystal, Royal? Obsidian. 
of the obsidian's your favorite? Keep that necklace protected from you. Yeah. Come on now, it's beautiful. It's black. It's deep. I love the rose quartz. Rose quartz is my favorite. Rose quartz for an open heart. You know what it reminds me of? Because I do tarot readings for my friends. Um, I have getting over coronavirus. I'm on the other side of my symptoms, but I took decided to take the whole month. I got it on January 1st and decided to take the whole month to just get her down, hibernate. And so um, in my chrysalis, I've just been reaching out to friends and friends have been reaching out to me. And like, it started off with just us catching up. Then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I got these tarot cards. And a, a lot of what I talk about, you know, when I'm giving them their tarot reading is like, I keep this nearby for an open heart because you think about your chakras. We have our anihata, which is our heart chakra. right? And that is our bridge from like earthly to like ethereal. We okay. have all this connected, this and that. If this is closed off, how are these going to communicate? I sleep with it. I sleep with it under my pillow. Sometimes I take it with me. It just brings me that, that it almost gives me the courage when we have an open heart. It means we have the courage and the, the insight and the truth to embrace. And with my, my journey, I've been doing nothing but just trying to find the truth and I've been trying to do nothing but embrace it. Where did, where did, where did this, where does, where does all start from? Cause my, um, my, okay. My, um, my actual journey far as going into uh, looking into the crystals, the healing crystals and the spirituality, the chakra system and everything. Um, it actually started from me doing a, a deeper dive and search into the Bible and, okay. and location looking for the truth. You know what I mean? And as I've been searching for that, you know, stuff still, your spirit will let you know if it's still just not quite sitting right. So I felt like I was there, but I didn't feel like I was completely there. So right. I had a conversation with um, another guy, shout out to uh, Mr. Kanaya Jackson. I had a conversation with him and um, he was just kind of letting me know to kind of put my nose in some of everything. You can't really say that you don't like something if you don't even know about it. If you don't so know I, about it. Right. So I started to dive in and look a little bit more into it. And then you wonder, like when Solomon was walking down these beaches and stuff, they speak of these rocks that he had. They speak of jewels and rubies and stuff in the Bible as well. So what would make you think that these crystals have no type of symbolic meaning in your energy and how to transfer that spiritual into this physical vessel that we're holding on to? Mm-hmm. It's funny. You mentioned the Bible and actually my journey started with me pushing away the Bible, going into spirituality. And then the Bible was brought back in through this little group I was a part of for a while. Um, every Wednesday we get together and we talk about what we believe in. And that was the first time since I started my journey, I had was put like every Wednesday we would be put on the spot and I use that loosely, but we have the hot seat, the spotlight to sit and talk about your journey and you know how you got there. And one of them, this dude was talking about the Bible. And I remember at the beginning, I was like, man, I don't want to hear about this Bible because it reminded me of trauma. But mm-hmm. then also my horoscope that day told me to not be so quick to like shut it off, close it down, open heart. So I sat there and listened and like, yeah. Then I started seeing some stuff that was jiving and like lining up and I'm still, I'm still making my way back. But right. The thing, the, the thing that started my journey was when I, are we like just talking openly freely here? Like I, like my religion, what I started out as, is that all right? Art is expression, right? Yeah. Hey, Art is a form I, of expression. I grew up Jehovah's Witness. 
it was a little different for me. I also knew I was queer at the age of six. So I knew immediately I had to start hiding. And I kind of had more of a, a heightened sense of awareness of myself and my surroundings as a young child. I mean, at six, I knew like what reverse psychology was and like knowing that there's something sitting inside of me that I know that's different, but like not being able to put words to it, but knowing I had to like not be open about it because that's a no-no. And, you know, as I, I stayed in it searching, uh, I prayed, searched for the truth, you know, around me, people talked about love and togetherness and community and family, but like, I just didn't see it. I just kept seeing restrictions and suppression, but it wasn't clicking with me because of fear. I was around fear. And if it wasn't through the religion, it was through just like what our parents went through. And that's that generational curse. Exactly. That's it, right? So that's literally it right there was the fear. And like everything was just fear on you. And, you know, they had been taught that like no matter, or maybe they just were around, a, you know, through their lives, they just felt that, that they couldn't do nothing. You know, they just had to work with what they got and they couldn't, you know, they tried to fight the power, but it didn't get them in, you know, too far what they wanted. They just didn't know. They, all they knew was like, get a good job with uh, <laughs> with good benefits. And, you know, and it was just that. But like me growing up, I would. Nowadays, the same thing they preach to us nowadays. You find you a good job with benefits. like Pay no, them bills, boy. Like, <laughs> why I can't be who I want to be. Right. And yeah. That's, that's what actually wants to want me to ask is that is this is what kind of opened the doors for you to be a freelance artist. Oh, yeah. It, it all went into it. It was like, imagine feeling restriction your whole life and everything, everything. And then we were taught to tell on each other, too, if we saw somebody doing something. And it was just like people police. It was judgment. It was all of that. And so when I when I left that institution and then simply posed the question, who are you? Who do you want to be? That's where and it then, starts, right? It always starts with the who are it you? Starts, it starts right there. And, and not to interrupt you, but what killed it for me on the beginning of my journey, it started with who are we? Uh huh. me into saying, wait a minute, worry about yourself. Who are you? It's not about everybody. You got to worry about you. When you came into this world, you didn't come into this world with the obligation to worry about everybody else. You were only Hello. here to worry about yourself. So you should be focused on you and not us as Black people as a whole. What about you? Exactly what are you? What's your DNA? What's your genetics? What's your history? What's your Where are you from? Where part you- of Africa you came from? Like, can we get to that? We're trying to get to the core. We're trying to get to the core. And I know you don't mean like don't care about other people, but part of our contribution to this world, I just put on Facebook the other day. I said, I'm stepping out of my chrysalis just to remind y'all that be mindful of the space that you take up and the space that you make. Be respectful, be responsible with it. Don't just be in somebody's life, just be just be in this life being nobody to somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like and that's where that self-work and that shadow work comes in. Like we have to, <laughs> we have to work on ourselves. We want the world to be better, then we have to start thinking better and we have to start doing better ourselves. It, and might, then, be, and, it might be one of the, the the lamest things that was said out of a movie, but uh, in the movie Notorious, when they stated that Biggie stated that, if you want to change, how can you change the world if you don't want to change yourself? 
I'm saying. That's what it is. A lot of people out here want to point the finger and say, you need to do, you need to do, you need to do, but look in the mirror and say, I need to do. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's, it's, that's a very true statement. Like people want to point their finger, even when it comes to the, you know, the race issue, of course, it's history of white, white between black. But at this point, like, in looking at the fight and looking at what's going on, it's not even white against black at this point. It's like, are you racist or not? I feel are like, you racist or are you not? I feel like it's more so, I don't feel like it has to do with race at all. Um, racism does play its part in the physical realm. We're looking too close. Feel, right, but I feel like we're more so in a spiritual warfare battle of light and dark. So Hello. it's the battle of good and evil. You know what I mean? A lot of people, they the the world has built a perception of what bad is and everybody's seeing bad out of the same lens instead of yep. not understanding that certain people are doing certain things because it's just what they have to do it's not bad it's just what they have to do and are you going to ask yourself the questions i just told somebody today um doing a tarot reading i was like ask yourself the questions not only about who am i how about where am i what do i want I went through those and by like by the end of the first year, I realized that I was non-binary. For those who don't know what non-binary is, it's I feel like I'm both genders, I'm both and neither. I just feel like I'm a vessel. And I feel like whichever way I want to express myself through clothing and things of that nature, I mean, that's just what I'm gonna do. And I plan on living my life. I've been seeing a lot of unapologetically, and I think it should be a matter of factly. I think we should be living because unapologetically would insinuate that like you're weird and like somebody have like we're not even doing that. Let's be matter of fact about how we live, and and then that's another way to normalize it, and but that's another way to dissolve our boundaries. Everybody don't think the same way as you. They don't do things the same way as you. And just like, we don't have to have things in common to coexist. We have to be out here. Question too, because let's talk about like, um, because I hear you guys talking. I I just Mm -hmm. released a video today. It was called Be You. And that's what I really hear folks saying is just be who you are. Mm -hmm. But like, how do we get to a place one? Because the hard part is we accept people being who they are because that's hard, That's half of the battle is that people don't feel accepted. But two, we understand that that's a lens of us. Like, what we feel people struggle with or what we want to change or mask about ourselves, that's a us thing. But how do we accept it as a us problem, right? Like it's hard to tell somebody that I can't see your insecurities. You're showing them to me. And we have to tell people real tactics to understand that the world really does need, not, need to see a lot of you. It, it, that's exactly what it needs. It doesn't need a nine to five. It doesn't need to be in a structured box that you know people want to see you as. But how do you get out and be you and be accepted on the other side? Because we 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 say it right now. We send this conversation. I want more of what you have to offer, and then it's a it's a we that sits in, and doesn't accept us and doesn't allow us to be, and that's the retreat, which turns back and becomes a us thing. And what that it sounds almost like what Alex went through. You know what I mean? It's the, it's the environment that you're around. And mm-hmm. not knowing that what you being you won't be accepted in that environment that you're comfortable in. I was so being myself to, around the wrong people. Right. You have to continue <laughs> to be something just so you can remain comfortable in somewhere, but you, internally you're not comfortable. 
But yeah. so many people are living from the outside and not from the inside. You have to, yeah. And like, I think, um, Kenya, what I was, what I was thinking, um, kind of along the lines of you, you said, how do we, it's truth. Like we go outside and the trees are there, right? It's the truth. Like air is there. It's the truth. And what helped me to really understand how to live as Alex would live, non-binary, Black, is it's the truth. And if I did anything outside of the truth, I didn't even, my body would react. My body would not even feel right. My body wouldn't feel right. It's literally to that point now, like if I'm pushing myself to do something I don't want to do, my body's going to react. And it's all about like listening to your body and your heart but that's where a lot of the meditation and that comes in. It's a lot of that shadow work. It's a lot of comparing what the earth was back then and comparing and looking at what, what it is now. There's and, a lot of things that have risen to the top. <laughs> and, and that's that concept that you were speaking on when you, when you spoke about not looking at the concept of time, but at the, the concept of energy. You know what I mean? Um, I think I spoke Sunday when we spoke about this, uh, Dr. Classic, when I was saying, when you're in that, when you're focusing on that present moment, it might not have been Sunday with you, but I was speaking to somebody. I, and these conversations always seem to cycle back mm -hmm. around. But I was uh, letting them know, like, we, we focus so much on present and future. Us as people, this is what we do. We focus on the present and we focus on the future. The present just plays on our depression and the future just plays on our anxiety. But it's yep. so important to be present in the moment now because that's where you're going to find your true happiness. Talk about it. That movie Soul. I just watched that movie Soul and that's pretty much what that's the point of it was. Movie. So, it's a, it was a phenomenal movie, wasn't it? Good. I, I recommend anybody. You should go see that. That's the Anybody. I sat down and watched it, and then I was like, right. And then it changed my whole perspective. That's when I really started enforcing the, the thought of, let's dissolve this time concept, and let's talk about energy. Yep. I got a couple gray hairs, but I got more black than gray. And when we talk about, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. It puts like this, like pressure on you to like get all these things done. And now when you just we switch, <laughs> yeah, when we switch our minds to trying to get all these things done in this time frame, then are we living in the present? No, we working to like for the spark. The spark is going to come and we can work towards that. You're spending your time working on some, working towards something that when you get there, you're just going to work towards something else. Something else. Instead of just going, okay, I have this dream and then, you know, taking a couple of days to like put some energy towards that. But then also, what about your boo? What about taking your dog for a walk? What about drawing? What about resting? <laughs> what about rest? That's one of my biggest issues. I don't allow myself to rest, man. We got to rest. And that's like, that's just one of the things I'm going through right now is like laying up, listening to my body and just like, you know, living in the moment and finding out what's productive for you. And and I wanted to say that because I was thinking like, when we talk about rest, we talk about balance. How is your art helping people to see that piece? Because one thing I know for sure, like you've sent me uh, before in the past, you've sent me some art samples and some of the things that you're drawing, you talk about your comic book, like how is some of your art like spreading this message to people of what you're trying to say as far as really just tackling who they are, being who they are? I haven't, 
I haven't heard a lot of like in-depth feedback and I don't know, that might be a little insecurity of mine, but <laughs> um, what I, what I do know is like with my comic book and I'm taking it from a perspective of not even like, this is a comic book of a queer person or a comic book of a person in a, this weird interracial relationship and this person's just that it's not even about that. What it is, is I'm trying to provide a representation of someone that looks like me that embraces, you know, both their masculine and feminine, but really the comic book is more so about healing. It goes into like the chakras and the, and the, the names and like how they're special and how we block them, how we can unblock them. It gets into yoga and how to open up our chakras. It gets into like all type of things. So it's like really like a really psychedelic like type of trip on the metaphysical side. And it takes the things that are in this world and kind of crosses over into a surreal, fantastical version of it. It's taking what we have and changing our perspective into something bright and like it can be joyous and like you know, I just want to, I only have three chapters out right now, but the the main point of it is what I want to do is like, we can heal. We can heal. But Black people, I think it's important that, you know, you know, throughout the comic book, through certain jargon and like, you know, where it said, you can tell that I'm a person, uh, uh, non-binary, you can tell I'm queer, you can tell I practice a little bit of witchcraft in there. But the the most important part of it is like to see the joy even in the darkness, it's going to be a balance of light and dark. Let me ask you it's a gonna, Oh, yeah. You use a lot of labels when you just described who you are, right? So, yeah. and I look, so I struggle with the labels because I feel like we spend a lot of time trying to group people to find the differences to figure out where we don't belong, right? Uh huh. It breaks down the communication that all of this is really for. This is creative connection. You never know what you're going to get having a conversation with somebody. You just never know. Yeah. You put all those labels like, oh, I don't like queer. I don't do, I don't do red. I don't like, you know what I mean? Once you do that, you don't even give yourself opportunities to talk to Alex Scott, who might be able to just sit down and really just chat with you, give, give you a totally different perception. Y'all got on here. I don't think y'all have never, ever crossed paths. Somebody must have seen the crystal. Cause it went left. I didn't even know the connection happened. I had to start the show. I All right. I, show. I just simply said, I said, I got my crystals. I kind of mumbled it under my breath. I said, I got my crystals with me. And then he was like, right. oh, let me get mine. No. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I just live matter of factly. You know what I'm saying? Like things, when we take away like the concept of, of gender and like what's a man or what a man is supposed to do. I just be like, where? Show me the rule book. Show me the rule book that says that. And so it just turns into like the truth of the matter. Um, some people wear dresses and they, you know, they when they identified as a man and maybe now they don't and they still have the same body, but they have a dress on and that might be challenging to people. Um, for me, I mean, I've worn dresses. I wear makeup sometime. I do my nails, but I don't, it's not like I'm going out and I'm like, hey, everybody. <laughs> You know, it's just, I go out there and just understand that it is what it is. And when I see another person and I look at them and how they dress, it is what it is. It's not about judging them. It's not about seeing if they look poor or not, you know, whether with clothes they have on and they black or clothes will have on and they a woman. It just doesn't, who cares? 
Who cares? It's, let's get into like being being with people and embracing people for like who they are. And that goes into the abnormal behavior thing we spoke about Sunday. That's that ID. You know, when you come out and you come out with, you know, what I mean, the parts of a man or you come out with the parts of a woman, society automatically sticks labels on you up oh, you're a man so that means you got to be a hard worker you got to be an alpha you got to run the household uh, 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 yeah woman you got to wash dishes you got to stay at home you got to raise the kids you got to be the nurturer Ooh, how, who are you to say that maybe this woman wasn't born to be a nurturer maybe she was born to be a leader maybe she was born to be Kamala Harris I'm saying <laughs> but like but like we just out here really just being people with different types of hair and skin colors and noses and like and like just get into it get into it because like in a roundabout way like when you really think about it if you voice and you popping up and you like oh you up in arms about something you need to go ahead and look at why this resonates with you or why is it bothering you plain and right Plain and simple, if it bothers you, it resonates with you, you need to go look at yourself and then ask your question, why am I reacting to this? Sometimes it's people who get, who look at, you know, <laughs> maybe a dude will look at me and like feel the need to say something crazy because what I, the way I look is confusing to him. And like, he don't know how to handle it. You know what I'm saying? It's, Not it's that he may look confusing to other people. The right. Same way that he's looking at you is the same way that a white boy might be looking at him. And that's why I want us to teach. So to the to the bottom level, we need to teach vulnerability. Mm-hmm. He looked at you, he got afraid of something and to cover yep. the fear of whatever it was that you was gave to him. Whatever frustration, mad, whatever it is. anger. And now mm-hmm. I have a posture. So now I need to say something to you. And, and right. I think that the vulnerability is what's missing in a lot of us that you could never be accepted in a room full of so many people because that same vulnerability that they don't want to cross or let go of, it just is what it is. Like there, we, we said so many times, and it's probably on the last five episodes, like there are so many different ways to do things. Like it doesn't have to be your way. There are so many combinations that get us to a very complete ending. Um, and yeah. We try too many deflections and telling people that they don't fit in this ain't your group this ain't your cup of tea and and i feel like i can talk in any room i feel like i can sit in any room i can have a conversation and with anyone and and i should be able to learn something the same should be reciprocated and to be true and and i'm just hopeful that these conversations can happen because that's a vulnerability thing and it's primarily you know it's taken away from us because society teaches us that you know that's how a woman is so me Uh a woman does and for you guys that's what men do and and if you don't fit into this scope then you are out of bounds i walked i walked into target there's two situations that i had with black children boys to be to be uh specific and one of them was in target and i had on a black cloak and I had on, not this bonnet, but I had on a leopard bonnet because I'm on a hair journey and we got to keep it oh, okay. <laughs> sealed. And, you know, I had the rainbow mask on and I'm sitting over there and my boyfriend's like looking at clothes and this kid had to be like 14. He walks up to me. It was close to Halloween. It was probably a few days before. And he looked at me and he was like, who are you supposed to be? <laughs> and I turned because first of all, the voice came out of nowhere. So I'm turning around and he's standing there and he's looking at me. He's like, who are you supposed to be? And I said, I'm, I'm myself. He's like, this isn't a costume. I said, no, sir. And, I, and he kind of made this face like, huh. And then he kind of like walked away. 
<laughs> like he still wasn't sure what he looked at. <laughs> and I thought that was interesting. But then I had another friend who has these two boys and she was fussing at them to eat and they wouldn't eat. And I remember she had to take a break because she was tired of fussing. And so I walked into the kitchen and I had on a yellow silk shirt. My eyes was great gradient rainbow. <laughs> and I walked in, I had earrings on everything and both of them stopped and one of them looked at me and he said, why do you have makeup on your eyes? And I was like, because I think I have pretty eyes and I want to put makeup on it. And then he kind of looked at me and he said, or maybe your eyes are pretty because you put makeup on it. And then the other one looked at me and he went, I said, what, you think I'm weird too? And the other one said, no, I think you're fabulous. And I was like, okay. And I kind of walked away from that. My cup was kind of full actually. Okay. Because... <laughs> Because, like, out of the mouth of babes. But, like, the you know, the little kids, they're like, I've never seen somebody like me growing up. I've never, I can't believe nobody else, did, like, thought of dyeing their beard <laughs> like I have. But, like, I look in the mirror and, you know, I feel like I'm looking at myself. And it is different. It's different compared to what people are used to. But I do plan on living that truth. And I do plan on being this way in front of everybody. And like to have conversations with children. And to like, you know, kids are gonna say whatever they want to out of the, you know, because they speak truth. They just speak what they feel. And like, it was a really good interaction that I had with these kids, even if that teenager was still a little bit confused by who the heck I was in Target. It's like, yeah, but you can go ahead and see this because I live around the corner from this Target and I do wear this cloak every day <laughs> if I'm going outside. So we can all just go ahead and get into it. You know, might as well. A situation though, hmm? you, do things, you do things to let other people, or we do things to let other people know that it's okay to do. You know, mm -hmm. what I mean? won't go around and, and talk about the fact that they are interested in what crystals are just because of what they see. But when we spark the conversation, you know, what I mean, they 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 the ones who chair keep sliding over like, yep. You know what I mean? You can see it. Mm -hmm. like little boys, you know, what I mean, when they see this type of stuff, you might spark enough for that little boy to grow up. He might not wear a cloak. But he gonna be like, man, I want to die. Mine's like, no, that was kind of fly. You know what I'm saying? And, and right. That's what society tries to take away. Mm -hmm. The acceptance. Like if you accept something, it's okay to accept it. It's not saying that something's wrong with you because you accept it, but it's like, dude, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. If you like it, do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Like we're like, just speaking on like black people, we're like, we're into so many things. Like if we really step back and like take a look and dive in, even explore on Instagram, like, Black people, queer, not big, small, fat, skinny, like tattoos, no tattoos, clean cut, hair down to here. We just come in so many shapes and sizes and I can't help but like look at all the things that we are and all the things that we can be and feel like that's me when I look at another Black person, you know, because trust and believe that I went through the pain that we have in some type of way, racism, some type of way, whatever it is. But like also at the same time, I look at it and I think I still feel like unity. I feel blood. I feel like our skin is the same, you know? And I just like my biggest hope, like through my art, especially is to show black people particularly how it's okay to heal, how it's okay to, I don't know, make art and make it bright and joyous 
kind of gay. You can throw some rainbow colors in here. You can fly through the sky. You can be who you want. You can have whatever pose you want, whether it be hyper-feminine or hyper-masculine. Do what you want to do, but tell your story and tell people who you are. Most of the, most, I didn't get, I got more attention after the fact that I came up, but when I grew the beard and when I dyed it. But also people need to know why this is relevant. Why is this, this part of my journey relevant? What was that before? It's only been three years since I like came out and left that part of my life. And some people are like, three years, that's crazy. It's like some days I looked in the mirror and didn't even recognize myself. I had like changed so quickly. One day I didn't have a chest tattoo and then the day, next day I had one. It was like, whoa. Then I was like, I'm gonna grow a beard and it feel like the next day I just had a full beard. <laughs> you know, the rapid transformation that comes when you dissolve your boundaries and when you listen to your intuition and listen to what the truth is and be truthful with yourself. Watch how things change for you. And for for people that 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 are watching and listening and um, actually paying attention, mm -hmm. explain exactly freelance artist, exactly what that is to some that may not know. I mean, we I'm doing everything, <laughs> everything. I'm deciding what I want to paint. If I want to paint it on glass, if I want to do the multi layers of glass, which I have done. Then it's like, okay, well, what else? I'll have this comic book. I made a decision long last summer, not two summers ago, excuse me, two summers ago that I was just gonna try to be an artist in everything. Even deciding to be an artist. Like if you're a creator and you know, let's say, okay, I you get it drawing. I've been drawing since kindergarten. Then I got something digital and I started doing some digital stuff and was like, okay. And I put out this little comic book. Then all of a sudden I was like, but I want to get into painting too. Then I started painting stuff and I was like, but what if I painted on glass and put it in layers and then like had this little setup and then we could have this like in-depth type of thing. Then I did that and I sold a really big piece for a nice chunk of change. I went, okay, what about acting? What about modeling? What about writing? I decided to take all those boundaries and just throw them out because I always think about when you when you have like an insecure thought or you go, I don't know if I can ever do that. Mm -hmm. You're not born insecure. We're not born saying, oh, I can't do that or this good. We're not born saying that. And so then if I feel that insecure thought now, I go, whoa, 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 whoa. What you mean? Hold on a second. Try it out. Try all of it out. I've started getting into music. I used to sing when I was little. And then I was kind of discouraged and frowned upon in my, in my circle at the time, in my environment. So I stopped and even forgot how to catch that tune. Oh, man. Come on now. But I have friends who may not have been there the whole time, but like would hear me like coming around every now and then, and then. And then all of a sudden one was like, hey, you got this comic book out. Let's see if we can just record a song for this chapter, like something cool. And I was just like, okay. And so I started getting into it. And uh, I believe I first I wanted to do Foolish Heart by Steve Perry, but then we changed it to Hello Stranger by Barbara Lewis. Because I remember that song growing up, listening to it and loving it so much. And I remember it was in that movie Moonlight. And then we're in the studio and then we started talking about other songs. And then we had this whole list we made on Spotify. And then all of a sudden that vibration went out and it 
brought back one of my best friends in the world, Miles Coyne. And then Miles started playing keys. And then the next day, Miles went, hey. So I called James and Steve, and we got a drummer, and we got a bassist, and he can help me work on harmonies, and we got a band now. And I'm sitting there like, a band? I've only paid for like three voice lessons. What you mean we got a band? <laughs> you want me to stand up in front of all these people sing this song? I mean, I know the song, but what you mean we got a band? And that led me to go, okay. Yep, we sure do. We got a band. Yep. Mm -hmm. We did one, <laughs> one practice. <laughs> we did one practice. And on the way home, things started coming together for me. And I'll be doing my tarot cards, all right? And my tarot cards told me that now is the time and they use time in this case and I use time in this case now is the time to put your energy towards projects that have meaning for you and fulfillment and so as I'm riding back from our first practice and we had our mask on we was in a big space just to let y'all know <laughs> but we came back for our first practice and I started realizing that you know this this project is bigger than I thought all of a sudden we have all these songs and they all remind me of like my family and my brothers. And like, I had to, I was having issues with the tone. I was having issues with finding the tone because I had yet to resolve the issue with my family who was my biggest naysayers and me wanting to express myself in that way. And so I had to go back and talk to them and be like, hey, this is how I felt and this is how you've made me feel. How do you feel about it? And they were like, nah, at the end of it all. Nah, we can't support you. And so I said, okay, well, I'm gonna have to make that boundary. I'm gonna have to take that boundary because when you love somebody and they don't make space for you, like how can you possibly, you can't make space for somebody who don't make space for you. And so I took this project, I call it the love project. Well, we have all these songs and we have all these ideas and all of a sudden, you know, I have all my friends who, you know, went away to do their thing, all of a sudden they're back. And now I'm like, okay, this is what I wanted. All those times, you know, looking at everybody else being able to perform on stage and me sitting in the crowd, feeling like this thing in my stomach, like I can do this. I used to be able to know how to do this. And now through dissolving boundaries and saying, yes, I've brought back not only like my bestest friends, like a new family. And I sit on this like little precipice in the middle of my Pisces living in the fantasy world and living in the actual reality of it all is like this love project could very well one day my family could hear about it because I'm dedicating it to them because we're going to fight. We're going to fight all this Ugh, we're gonna fight all this with love because love is what the answer is and love is what sustains us. It's the, the work of doing it. It's the work of doing it. What do I and so, love is to logically overview everything. To love something, you have to logically overview it and understand exactly what it is. They, they can't tell you if they love you or not yet. That's why they're so rejective of it because they don't understand you yet. Right. But 2020 was the year of vision, and I'm pretty sure they see something now. So 2021 should be greater, where they'll come out and open up. Something's going to happen, and that breakthrough will happen. I left, I left space for them. I told, told them that. I was like, I'm leaving space for y'all. Right now, I have to put that boundary in there, but there is space. But you, you know, might have to try and catch me, though. You know how you think <laughs> about it? You think about it like that U-Haul truck. And when you get that U-Haul truck, you know what I'm saying? You load all your furniture in there. You load all your beds. You know, all the big stuff get in there, right? 
Mm-hmm. Now you got these little bitty boxes and you're trying to figure out where can you fit them at because there ain't no room left, but you forgot that behind all that other stuff, it's a little attic area for those boxes. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's the same <laughs> with this situation. So once you, now you got everything loaded into your truck and you moving. So now you moving, eventually you're going to unpack that truck and then you're going to see that little space and you're going to have to go back and get them little boxes. I ain't worried about it. We can make the trip. But right now, what's important is kind of along the lines of what you said earlier is where like, where does it come with the work with us? Where's the love? Like, that's one of the songs we're doing. I'm doing with my friend DM out. Where is the love? By Roberta Flack and Donnie Hathaway. Like, <laughs> we, we, we under, I understand, you know, that they feel that way. And perhaps that's their stance on it. And like, I have to take that feeling and feel that emotion, but I can't make it any motion you know what i'm saying because when we do that then we we stop ourselves by living out some but what about this and that in the past and that in the past and then you're not in your present so by me putting that boundary and saying you know i'm leaving space for y'all right now but i gotta like focus i gotta take my energy and focus on this project and i feel like you know whether this project you know they hear about it and it does bring them back let's say maybe it doesn't but then I can look around on stage and see Miles playing keys and James playing the bass and my friend singing this song with me. And then the next song where they're singing, somebody else is singing with me. Like it's love is what is what's the biggest importance. It's what's sustaining us. It's what's keeping those who love me and want the best for me close by. And, you know, I just, I'm just really getting into life, like getting into life and getting into the feeling of it and like understanding like just because I'm black or non-binary or queer, like, I don't see those as boundaries. I see those things that just happen to be who I am. But when we dissolve all those boundaries and just go ahead and let it do what it do, like, watch the magic happen, you know? You're right. And that's, I think that's the biggest message is, listen, don't let somebody else's thoughts of you become your description. Like, you have to really just, you got to live it out. Right. Just had a conversation at the beginning of it, but... It, you do it your way. People need you to gotta show them. do it your way mm-hmm. because one, you can't sustain the expectations of them to do it their way. And then two, your way is the way that's going to bring you closer and clearer to, to truth in yourself, like you call it. So, and doing the truth is the only way for you to be happy while you're doing it. Right. <laughs> right. And that's what I think that's, that's what the, the bigger power was, was for us to be happy while we was doing it. Um, mm-hmm. This is a good conversation. I just sat back and kind of enjoyed listening to you. <laughs> I'm, not a, um, I'm alert, actually, just hearing about crystals from uh, Royal Tea. Uh, not really not really been something I've been studying, but I'm hearing about them now because when I tell you everything we talked about, we probably got a conversation somewhere. We've had a conversation about it. You guys really clicked, and that was a really good energy to me. It wasn't about time. That's why I said it didn't matter you know, how many, how many minutes this was going to give us. It meant that we need to make sure we talked about what we needed to. And I appreciate you being on the IMR session. Uh, this session is for people who are looking to um, really understand, explore, and share their art. Uh, we have a brand. We have a genius level talent. We have something that we would get up every day and do it for free. And it wouldn't feel like work. And we need to get into that space so that we can really connect with people and make sure that we understand that we're busting groups. We're changing labels. Um, We're just going to be ourselves and do it matter of factly. So thank you for being on this episode of I Am Art. And before I get out of here. Oh, yes. I was going to say, and while we're doing that, 
please always think in a way of being grateful. Um, a lot of like, when you think about the craft, like the, this thing that you want to do, this thing that you've been working so hard to do, whether it be art, sculpture. Um, I have a friend who um, has Crohn's disease. So he makes these special cookies and like bakery for people, you know, who might be dealing with early stages or just having upset stomach that could lead to Crohn's disease. Like I think about those things and He's doing it because he went, you know what, I've dealt with this. I bet people would really like this information. You know what I'm saying? Like having a, a heart in a way of wanting to expand somebody else's perceptions and like ideas and things out there in the world, even provide a service to me screams good juju, like on your, your idea, your manifestation, like what you want to bring to the table, like giving back giving back all the time is what is what's gonna get it let's come get it and let's get to it before i close out real team thing for you uh you know how i like to wrap everything up I always like to let the people know positive energy always hey. creates elevation Open uh, heart. positive energy always creates elevation peace love prosperity and then i hand it over to dr classic this has been a great I Am Art session. If you want to be involved in the I Am Art session, please go over to the website, mpmentertainment.com. Fill out an interest form and let us know what your art is. What do you want to come and let us know about your craft, about your brand that you're ready to express to the world? I am Dr. Classic. And until next time, let's talk about it.